Hey there, friends, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. Not only a brand new episode, but the first episode of season four. I'm not sure when we started this little thing back in 2019. Uh, that we would we, that we would make it to a fourth season, um, but thanks to the folks that are with us today, um, we're we're not only here for a fourth season, but we're really starting to lean into um, some of the work we're doing around um, justice and advocacy and liberation and deconstruction and all of those things that are important to the Accidental Tomatoes community. And so we've got with us today um, the Accidental Tomatoes team. So um, as always, I'm your host Joe Webb. Uh, and we have with us our, our writing team, um, Jenny Williams and Heather Moore and Brad Davis. And then we're also welcoming to the podcast our good friend, uh, Royce Lydon, who is part of another project that we're going to let you in on here in a few minutes. Um, but y'all, it is so exciting for us to be all together here um, in Accidental Tomatoes world again. How y'all feeling? What good. up? Good. good. <laughs> That's going to be a nightmare to edit. That was <laughs> <laughs> not really. That's going to be. It, it'll be fine. Um, so yeah. So we we want to we want to just talk just a little bit about just sort of. I don't want to look back too much. I'm not one that really spends a lot of time dwelling on the past, but it has been pretty cool. Um, we've had some great. Um, conversations over the last three years and um, the stuff that's going up on the blog side has been really well received. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but mostly I want to talk about where we're going. And then, um, you know, a big part of where we're going is this project called Justice and Jubilee uh, that we're really going to, I really want to spend a little bit of time talking about that because it's, it's so close to all of our hearts. And I think, um, you know, for, for folks out there in the accidental tomatoes community, it's, it's really going to resonate with y'all. So, uh, so I'm going to jump in, um, Brad, I'm going to, I'm going to start with you. Um, what, you know, how do you feel now after, being part of this uh, this little journey for the last three years, um, what stood out to you the last few years? Um, what you know, any favorite moments or anything like that that you want to talk about? I'm just incredibly grateful to be part of such an amazing group of folks, uh, an amazing community uh, of faith uh, that that has grown over the past few years. Uh, my goodness, what stands out to me? What is my favorite noodle in a plate of spaghetti? Um, <laughs> um, is that a McDowell County saying? Because I, I like it is that. not, but it is now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, I, I think really what stands out to me more so than anything um, are these podcasts that we have done as a group because I think this is the third or fourth one now that we've all done together. Uh, and, and that has been just a blast each time. Uh, just talking about th- different things that we're working on both individually and collectively. Um, and, and just getting together with everybody has, has been loads of fun. The, the snarky Christmas episode yes. last year with all oh of us. Yeah. Um, Wu-Tang is still for the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And, you know, and this is, um, you know, not, you know, not to, to blow our own horns 
too much. Although, I mean, that's kind of what we're here for today. But <laughs> Heather, with, we, um, Heather with the nose kazoo right there. Heather with the sound effect track, man. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, you, you got interviewed by Shane Claiborne um, with Red Letter Christians as a result of something you wrote on the blog side. Um, and then, and then you got us connected with Faith Van Horn, who's been a guest and man, that's one of the things to me is like all of the really cool connections that have happened as a result of the work we're doing. Yeah, we, we have made some really cool connections, uh, getting, it's still kind of surreal that, that I was on Shane's podcast, you know, that's just nuts. Right. Um, and, and making the connection with connecting you and the rest of the team with Faith Van Horn. A uh, dear friend of mine. Uh, so yeah, the the and 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 linking up with Josh Scott was cool too. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. A, a fellow Coalfield guy that gr- grew up in the same neighborhood that I did, uh, and and we met on this podcast. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Heather, how about you? Any anything from the last um, last few years that jump? I, I just asked. Listeners cannot see the Zoom video, but I just asked Heather a question as she was taking a bite of like a Reese cup or something. It's an arepa, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm taking in these delicious arepas my husband graciously made for me while I'm sitting here chilling with y'all. Um, so uh, welcome back, and um, I'm. I guess welcome back me because I haven't been here in a while, but um, (laughs) I guess whatever on the podcast. I mean, it feels like the last three years have, how do I even phrase this? Have not been very long. And I feel like I'm still doing the things I was doing then. It's just now we have a platform that we're doing them on. And so, yeah. It doesn't feel too much different, but it also does in subtle ways. So the fact that, you know, like my local church leadership knows about, you know, my writing on the blog feels weird to have that in like regular conversation. But um, honestly, like my favorite thing has been us being able to meet and continue to push edges, um, which is what we're hoping Mm. to do with Justice and Jubilee. Um, and I'm just really grateful for that because I think there are so many edges and I feel like I've got the ADHD brain of just let's go 12 different degrees of pushing the boundaries and albeit, um, I'm glad to have many more people to do that with because yeah, hella distracted and also hella excited (laughs) to go there. Very cool. Very cool. It's been, um, you know, as you were saying that, it, it kind of occurred to me, and this is something I don't think about very much, but the bulk of the work we've done together has been during a global pandemic. Um, and, you know, when we first kind of started this thing, um, you know, Jenny and I were on a drive back from Wild Goose Festival when the idea started to kind of bubble up. We didn't see any of that coming. And, um, you know, the way we've been able to stay connected, even in the midst of that and push out, you know, some some really, I think, some really meaningful content to people. Um, it, it it almost seems strange to think that that's been the context for the way we've done all of this. But when you were saying like, it doesn't feel like much has changed. Um, I get that because, you know, when we kind of launched this thing back in 2019, that wasn't on anyone's radar, but we figured out a way to kind of, um, I don't know, leverage um, 
some of the things that were happening, you know, in our personal lives and in the world in general and with, you know, the way we use technology um, has all really been kind of integral into how we've kind of grown this community. So, yeah. Jenny Williams. Yes, sir. Here I am What's, present. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you've been with this thing, like I just said, you know, since literally since its inception, <laughs> um, as we were making the drive back from North Carolina, you and me and my daughter, Amanda, were coming back and dreaming up, you know, what has this wild goose thing done to us and what are we going to do with it? Um, how do you feel about the last three years? Any, any particular moments jump out at you? Yeah. I mean, I think I will probably never forget that car ride home from wild goose since, um, in case anyone hasn't realized it, Joe and I are both verbal processors. And so we also (laughs) love a good rabbit trail. So, um, that was, (laughs) that reminds me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really important conversation um, for what you're doing and the stuff that we're starting with Justice and Jubilee. And um, I think I definitely want to echo what everybody said about getting to work with a team. But um, let's see. So many things. Um, I think, you know, about a year and a half after that wild goose, I said to somebody, I really think Joe and I have probably talked about 100 hours um, since that wild goose festival, just to sort of process of what is and what could be. And that was really important and meaningful for me, um, to get to participate in such a collaborative and creative process. I've appreciated, um, about the blog. It helps me refine some of what I'm thinking, but I love reading everybody else's stuff because, um, Mm -hmm. everybody is so gifted, but has really different areas of passion um, and expertise. And though they're different, or I should say lived experience, not expertise, mm-hmm. though they're different, they overlap in so many ways. Um, so I think that that's been really important. And there just been have been several of the podcasts where, I mean, I can't even listen to them in the car because I'm pausing them every, you know, 60 seconds because <laughs> I'm having a thought and I want to write it down. And um, so just so many of the mm-hmm. guests have really pushed my own thinking. And I've been really grateful for that. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it does seem almost impossible that it's been, you know, o- over three years now since this, this idea sort of kind of took form. And, um, and the fact that, that we've all been able to, to be in conversation through the whole thing and bouncing ideas off of each other. stuff. um, Royce, I want to bring you in real quick here. Um, because even though you haven't really necessarily been, you know, doing content and stuff here, you've certainly had a front row seat <laughs> for uh, a lot of this as we've been in, in some different groups together and stuff. Um, you, do, you, do you have any reflections on, on how you've kind of observed this, this thing called accidental tomatoes kind of taking form and, and beginning to evolve? I just have to say, I love the podcast. It's pulled and stretched me in ways that I can't imagine. Um, it gives, it can, gives me the opportunity to continue to grow with my thoughts and the things that I struggle with. I, I can come here and I hear other people with the same struggles and I I know it's, it's okay to have questions. Um, It's, it's good to know that I have community that I'm with people who have the same questions and the same struggles. Um, It's not that I've lost my faith, but I'm, I'm forging a new path with my faith and uh, mm-hmm. accidental tomatoes mm-hmm. has provided me a home to 
be comfortable with myself and with my neighbors, all my neighbors. Amen. Wow. I almost started yeah, crying. Man, that'll right there. Preach. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like that. Thank you so much. That that really um that was so touching. And uh and it's I think that's a good segue for, you know, talking a little bit more about um where things are going because I, I think what we've been doing, you know, I my hope whenever I take on any kind of project is that it, it never gets stagnant, right? It never kind of becomes a routine, a ritual that, that you, it becomes predictable. Um, because I think, you know, we, we talk about spiritual and religious deconstruction a lot here and that's what deconstruction is like for me. It's never stagnant. And what you just said, Royce, just kind of reminded me of that journey, you know, that, um, we want to create a safe space for people, whatever their deconstruction journey, deconstruction slash reconstruction journey looks like, we want this to be a safe space to explore all those ideas and to feel like it's okay to have these thoughts that maybe, you know, the, the institutional church has kind of discouraged us from having and, um, you know, and to bring in the kinds of guests and to have, um, writers that keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, um, those envelopes so that we don't kind of fall into that stagnant, um, stagnant state. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's enough talking about the past though. I get bored with the past. I've lived through it already. Um what I'm really excited about is to talk about the future and where we're going and and some of the projects and again we want to get to Justice and Jubilee. Um before we do that, um especially for uh for Brad and Heather, I know you guys have some other things cooking too. Um so what's coming up with you guys? I mean aside I mean obviously your your work here with Accidental Tomatoes and with Justice and Jubilee but um what else is is cooking with you guys or you got any um cool projects that that we need to have the folks looking out for here in the next year or so. Brad, let's go let's talk to you about um the new society yeah. and um and the work you're doing there that you know the the hashtag holler gospel yeah. uh, as we like to refer to it um which is again, you know, it's kind of all of this stuff kind of comes together, um, but it also has its own life, you know. So, um, what's happening there? Yeah, so I, I am really on a local level on on the uh, where where I am serving here in McDowell County and the churches that I'm serving. I am in the process of really reorganizing what. Um, small congregations, small rural isolated congregations doing ministry look like in an Appalachian context uh, and and really uh, starting to reimagine the small church as more of a Wesleyan style class meeting crossed with an ecclesial uh, base, ecclesial community crossed with new monasticism. And, 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 and let's, let's, Brad, let's, that's all like too long for a, like a, a mashup hashtag. I'm going to just pick <laughs> one or two. Hashtag holler gospel, no. baby. That's it. That's a so, full refrigerator so, magnet. So, so basically, and, and people are probably like, what in the hell is he talking about? But basically, uh, it's really empowering people of faith and faith communities on the ground level to contextualize the gospel in their own context. Mm -hmm. uh, to to 
to contextualize the gospel in a way that makes sense to them, that better relates to them, uh, which in turn will help our faith communities better relate to the community at large. Mm. Uh, mm. So if you think about like, you know, all, all of us are United Methodists, you, you, you think about, um, you know, the, the, the mission of making disciples for, of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. You make disciples by empowering folks to contextualize the good news, and then you go transform the world by unleashing that empowerment into the community. Mm, yeah. So, so that's things that I'm working on as far as, um, in, in addition to Justice and Jubilee, my work with with them and with Accidental Tomatoes. Go ahead. That really resonates. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that your most recent piece on the blog, as we're recording this, um, that was titled "Jesus is a Redneck." Um, you know, it was sort of that um, that cotton patch gospel sort of style of when you say context, you know, helping people contextualize the gospel. Um, that piece was so brilliant in the way that it kind of retells the Jesus narrative from the from what might be the perspective of. A, a resident of McDowell County, right? Um, to to imagine, you know, if if Jesus had come to this place instead of first century Palestine, um, what would it look like? And it's and it's so consistent with the gospel stories we're familiar with, right? Yeah. Um, but it but it's so well contextualized in the place where you are, right? And the people that you're um, in ministry with, and, right? And the truth of the matter is, Jesus did come to this place, right? And does come to this place uh, and is with us and for us and beside us, right? Um, and, and and yeah, you're right. I drew heavy inspiration from from Clarence Jordan and what he did with the with the Cotton Patch Gospel uh, from in, in doing that. But but yeah, I mean it's all about when when you think about the southern coal fields, you think about um a dispossessed, displaced people, poor people, which is exactly the same type of community that Jesus came to in first century Palestine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Galilee, which was considered a backwater, backwoods Roman province, southern West Virginia coal fields thrown Kimball, West Virginia, thrown man, away, right? Backwoods, backwater province. We all talk funny, just like the Galileans, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, it, it, Jesus, Jesus was born in a stable, uh, in, in an animal stall in, in Bethlehem, in Judea, in first century Palestine. But Jesus is also born in a coal bin, in, in a coal camp in Jenkins Jones, West Virginia. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and and the major theme there being God is always, always on the side of the marginalized, the poor, the impoverished, the forgotten, the dispossessed, and the displaced. Mm, yeah. And that 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 really kind of speaks to the ethos that's been developing here at Accidental Tomatoes. I mean, I think pretty organically. I think we all kind of went into it with with 
you know, with some of that sense, but I, I really have, you know, as I try to step back and take like the balcony view of what we've been doing, um, we really have, you know, not the, not that we're strictly about Appalachian justice issues here, but that work informs everything else we do because that's our context. Right. And, and I always want us to be able to, to not shy away from that, but to really lean into it. So yeah, I appreciate that. So good stuff happened. Heather, what about you? What's going on? What's going on up there in uh, nerd gamer world for, for Heather? <laughs> well, um, so as part of um, another organization, uh, Let's Play Games West Virginia, we just co-hosted a, um, a what is the word? Oh, God, I've lost my words. A convention. Um, and we co-hosted that with a retro gamer lounge in which we just invited folks to come and uh, play free, free to play, and to be part of kind of relationship with each other, um, just having fun together around games. And while it sounds really mundane, um, the times we're in, I feel like a lot of people need that. And um, just time to build relationships once again Mm. has been really important um, because that organization started out as a group of friends and um, part of the relational image that we draw up in the church is found elsewhere too. And um, in the gaming community, it's connection around games. It's connection around bringing in the little ones, showing them ways that you can be connected and grow up to be a decent adult. Um, I say decent adult as in like, you know, a person with ethics and morals and whatnot. So um, being able to do that on that front has been fantastic. Um, And it's also in like, not total sharp uh, disconnection from what I'm doing at the hospital. But, um, you know, right now, I kind of live at the hospital and breathe that life. Um, So as a chaplain resident, I'm spending a lot of time with trauma folks. Um, And I say trauma folks, because it it really is a world. Um, it's a mm. I, I attend to a lot of the things uh, that are priority top priority traumas that come in, and um, I see folks that are disconnected from their communities, and um, I see people hurting, and finding ways to connect them back to their resources, their people, their place has been a huge part of my work so far this year. And um, I don't know where that's going because a chaplain residency only happens for 12 months. And after that, you're kind of, you know, free to go do whatever else. But um, I'm feeling some feeling some steam here in this and um, finding ways to connect that to patient justice and patient advocacy, mm-hmm. you know, having experiences in the disability community. The hospital is a quite frankly shitty place to be because nobody's on your side. Even when they are on your side, the system is not built for you. And oh, um, yeah. finding ways to build community in the midst of that tragedy um, has been really important for me so far. Um, so I guess on all of my fronts right now, it's all about community in different ways and um, finding ways we can be better together. Um, whether that's embracing one another, whether that's accepting and respecting each other's um, unique viewpoints or, um, I guess, lived experiences, I'll say, or whether that's just 
becoming aware of those things. Um, all of that's part of, you know, the shit I write about, the shit I vent on the internet about, <laughs> the shit I talk to y'all about. So, um, that's where I am right now. I'm also interested in, uh, research, which feels super nerdy, but, um, research about all of that stuff, uh, because how do people change the culture? Um, well, we do it organically, but if we don't have data, then people don't know what to go back to when they're like, why does this work? Mm. Well, math, shit, math works. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's just a few of the weird angles I'm at, and I'm really excited for Justice and Jubilee. So um, let's talk about that, yo. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I love how everything you just said. Um, it, it, the way that that's informed your writing, you know, on the blog side of the website, um, in, in, in some ways, because we're close and I, you know, I know what you're going through a bit and then I read what you're writing about and the way you're using those experiences to process, mm -hmm. you know, the things that are important to you, the, the, especially the, you know, the justice issues that are important to you has just been brilliant and beautiful and, I'm, I feel really fortunate that you're part of this team and sharing that that part of your life. So thanks. Thanks, So, <laughs> so Jenny Williams, um, I don't even know where to start with you. <laughs> Most people <laughs> so don't. You, you, I know, right? <laughs> so for for folks who who haven't followed, you know, closely what's been happening, you you stepped down this past year um, from I don't know how many years in in pulpit ministry as we call it. Um, and went to work for the American Civil Liberties Union here in West Virginia to do um, faith-based justice kinds of work, <clears throat> which then dovetails into this Justice and Jubilee project that that I think we'll probably spend most of the rest of our time talking about. So, yeah, you want to you want to talk about like where all of that is going? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah I'd love to. Yeah, so I was in. Um... And feel free, Jenny, to bring you know because Royce is part of that too. Um, you know. I, I'd love for you to bring Royce into that part of the conversation. Oh, I will be too, bringing so. Royce into the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was in pulpit ministry for 24 years, and I um, am still a United Methodist pastor, but stepped outside the appointment system um, July 1 of this year, and um, and that was a ride. There was a you know a whole, whole thing there about stepping away and not sure what I was, you know, how I was going to have income and all of that. And um, then it, little thing, you know, that little thing, income, housing, a place to live, you know, yeah. all of that. On the table. Yeah. And, um, and, and it all came together, um, which is a, a cliche that you say when you don't have time to tell the 20 minute story, but, um, yeah. So, uh, together with Brad and Royce, we have just launched justice and Jubilee, um, Justice and Jubilee is a movement for collective liberation, uh, born in West Virginia and rooted in progressive Christianity. Um, so that's a lot that's dense, but um, we say that it's, uh, you know, like with Accidental Tomatoes, um, it's born here, right? There are voices in Appalachia that need to be heard and issues that need to be addressed and matters and concerns that are really important here that look different 
um, from other mm. places, right? So when I tell I'm from Southern California, and when I tell some of my friends about what we're doing, they kind of just look at me and I'm like, no, 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 you, I, I don't think you understand, for example, what it's like to be a queer person in West Virginia, right? Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So um, born in West Virginia, uh, we say rooted in progressive Christianity because many of us come from some sort of Christian framework. Um, but our movement and our work is not exclusive, uh, exclusively Christian, right? Um, lots of our folks identify as Christians. Lots have a really tenuous relationship with the church. Um, I think the unifying thing to say is that we all want to see the church do better, whether folks consider themselves to be in the church or outside the church, because we know there are a lot of people out there who are not part of the church that want the church to do better, right? Mm. Um, in terms of, outside the fences, yeah, right? Yeah, you I know. mean, um, yeah, you know, people particularly that have been harmed by the church and are just like, well, right. you know, what are what are y'all doing? So anyway, what Justice and Jubilee is? Let me give the uh, web page before I forget to do that. You can look up our <laughs> links in the show notes. By the way, y'all. Okay, so. awesome, awesome. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. wvfaith.org. So that gives you some definitions of what we're doing, but. What we're starting off with is a weekly online message and music. It shows synchronously at 5 p.m. Eastern on Sundays on our YouTube channel, on Justice and Jubilee's YouTube channel. Um, that's just a, a time where there, where there will be a message from any number of different people. Sometimes it might be sort of sermon-ish. Sometimes it's going to be commentary. Sometimes it's reflection. Uh, and then there's also a piece of music. We've got a lot of um, a lot of wonderful musicians in our circles that are willing to offer their time to um, to share music with us because uh, we know the importance of the arts and how they speak into our lives. So we've got that online thing um, with the Zoom. You can also view it asynchronously. And uh, then we'll be following that up with some small groups. We'll have both short and long term small groups for people who are really looking for connection. Um, we're going to have some classes, um, short-term classes on topics of interest of justice issues. So like a class on immigration or, um, anti-racism work, any number of things. Um, and then we'll also have community organizing training. The folks that are coming to be part of Justice and Jubilee are looking for, um, how to address these very big and real systemic issues in Appalachia and not feeling like they know how. And one of the major um, major obstacles, I think for us, particularly in West Virginia is uh, isolation. And I just wrote about this in a blog post, but our geographic isolation is a real thing. Uh, and our spiritual isolation, I think comes from that, even in denominations that are pretty connected. Um, so we've got, you know, for example, folks that are affirming pastors that didn't even know there were other queer affirming pastors out there. I mean, that's just crazy, right? I mean, there's just, um, we're, we're afraid to speak, we're afraid to act sometimes. And when I say we in those situations, often that's people of privilege, right? Who benefit mm -hmm. from yeah. systemic ex um, oppression and exploitation and there are just lots of folks, and I'll, I'll say Christians right now, people who identify as Christians who want to hear more, know that there's something else to the fullness of God's desires in the world, and don't have access to it. Um, so don't have, uh, we're looking to provide resources to augment people's discipleship and action 
um, don't want to take them from their local churches, but they might need something more and they don't know where to turn. Um, so in, in partnership with the lovely people at Accidental Tomatoes, we'll be doing <laughs> some blog work and, and podcast work together to bring that to the Justice and Jubilee folks. So um, we've just got a, a lot of ways we'll be a platform for action. We don't just want this to be we don't want to fall into the trap that particularly white people fall into all the time, which is learning learning about things. Yeah. We just love yeah. to learn right. about things and then not do anything with that. And so we're not going to just be a learning place. We're going to be an acting place. So, um, yes. yeah. <laughs> so we're really excited. So Brad Davis, who you heard talk already is one of our co-chairs and that's um, really exciting because Brad is, you know, a, a child of the coal fields and, um, you know, has that experience and and blood in his veins and does organizing there and super excited to have Royce Lydon be the other co-chair um, because Royce's history of community organizing in our state is long um, mm -hmm. and varied and successful. And so um, definitely want to invite Royce to talk about that in just a second. But I do want to also say to Royce that I think one of the you know, there's this this moment that you and I had together, and I don't know if you considered it a moment, but I did, um, which was in uh, a bar <laughs> together when we were at a fundraiser for a local uh, candidate running for House of Delegates. And and Royce kind of shared you shared with me your your questioning. Right. And I was your questioning of of your faith and all, all sorts of things. I don't put words in your mouth, but I was so struck in that moment because I'd always seen you in leadership positions, um, you know, in the denomination and, you know, always having your shit together and being confident and, um, you know, such a great leader. And, and here you were admitting to me that you had all these internal questions going on and, um, and and that was a really important moment for me to make me feel like I wasn't crazy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what we're doing in Justice and Jubilee is to say, no, y'all are not crazy believing that there's this dimension to faith that we're not quite getting at in churches. And so it's okay I think to be crazy. Well, it's it's true. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually I am. And um <laughs> thankfully have good support systems for that. But um, yeah, I, that we're just not, um, you know, imagining uh, that there needs to be something more that there, there really is this call upon our lives. So um, to, to fight for justice and to, to stand in solidarity with people who are exploited and oppressed. So um, I'm going to just stop talking um, and ask my friend Royce. Um, Royce is, just brings such a such a wonderful dimension to this. So, Royce, what do you want to say about justice and jubilee? What have I missed? Oh, well, Jenny, yeah. it's just like I'm so excited about justice and jubilee. And I, for so long, I've worked with inside the walls and the institution of the church, and feel like I've had to share the other side of the story with people inside of the church. And then I leave the church and I go outside to my real world and walk with the people that I know. So now I feel like justice and Jubilee just gives me that opportunity to be my authentic self. You know, nothing, nobody stands alone. 
Um, and even though I question my theology, my faith, I realize that I still want to connect with people on a God level. I, I, I want them to know and feel the love of God. I want them to know that they are God, that they can express the love of God. I can express the love of God. And that as a community, we can do great things together. Um, God is relationship. And I feel like I just want to be in relationship with my neighbors. Not the neighbors that I pick out, but the neighbors all around me. And so many times we don't want to hear the voices of our neighbors. We want to quiet those folks who don't agree or don't look like us, don't smell like us, don't eat like us. Well, I, I love getting to know people, um, especially folks who are, are different from me, folks who don't think like me. Um, I just, I love a good challenge. I don't know what else to say. But <laughs> I really love a good challenge. And Justice and Jubilee has just allowed me to fall into step with my tribe. And uh, we're just a group of folks who want to do better. Um, we want better for ourselves and better for our community. And I don't know, I got involved with this political movement in West Virginia called West Virginia Can't Wait. And it it just made me realize the power of community um, mm. coming together. Cause there's, there's nothing special about me. I mean, I'm a coal miner's daughter. I, I'm bullshit. I, I, I live, I live in a habitat house for humanity that I built with my kids, which is a story that we could talk about sometime. Um, but I've had to work, you know, my parents had to work for every single thing that they earned and that ethic was passed down to me. And it doesn't mean that when you work hard, that things always come out the way you want them to come out. Yeah. But when you work into community and you share feelings and you share observations and you get to know your neighbor that we can do better. We can work better together. Um, we can stretch out the hand to fellowship. And it it means something. It means something when we look out for our neighbor. Mm. I, just feel, I just feel like we're kind of boots on the ground. <laughs> mm. I mean, I hate to be cliche, but that's what we are. We're boots on the ground and, and we're we're looking at ways of doing ministry that go outside the walls of the church. And I've, I've done this long enough. And what, what I have been doing inside the church is not, I don't feel like it's been impactful on my neighbor. So, Hey, time to do a new thing. You know, I'm, I'm glad Royce that you mentioned West Virginia can't wait um, because Full disclosure, they have provided a little bit of funding to what we're doing. But one of my um, uh, one of the things that I've loved so much about that movement and those folks is that they believe in the power of regular everyday people 
Um, I hope that folks will look them up online because they really do tremendous work getting regular everyday people, um, helping them run for office and things like that. But there's, um, when I'm with those folks, I always just am so grateful that someone believed in me, right. Believed that I had this vision or that I think that these things can be accomplished. And, um, and that's, that's what I thank them for all the time is like, thank, thank you for just believing that I could do this thing, you know, that, um, and I think that's what we're trying to do with justice and Jubilee and say, is say, you don't have to like be important in anyone's eyes. We know that you're important in God's eyes. Um, but we also know that just because you're a human, you have power, um, you just maybe need to be networked with other humans. We all, like Roy said, need to be networked together in order to, to harness that and direct it and focus it. So, um, yeah, thanks Royce for mentioning them. Yeah. That's, um, you know, over the last year or so, not quite a year yet. Um, accidental tomatoes has been part of the West Virginia can't wait, um, citizens media cohort. (laughs) And so I get to sit in on zoom calls monthly with, people who intimidate the hell out of me, you know, because they're just, they're out there doing the work and have been for what people like, um, Crystal Good, who does the, um, the Black by God newspaper, um, that I, I hopefully we'll get her on the podcast here sometime in season four, but you know, folks like that, that are just out there doing the work without, it's not about like getting recognized and, you know, creating, you know, some kind of, of, of a popularity platform or anything like that. But, but it's like you guys were, it's doing that connectional work, doing that relationship work. How do we leverage the various platforms we have um, to help people make those neighborly connections where we can lift each other up and make a difference in the world? One, one of the things I get asked a lot when I do like denominational excuse me, denominational kind of stuff is like, why do you do that? Like, because it's so out of the box for what people think of for, you know, a clergy person to do or, or, you know, church people to do. And like, I, it took me a while to get comfortable with it, but, but I tell people now, like I do this and I think we all do this because we want to change the world. Right. Um, And that's not a boastful or an ostentatious kind of thing to say, um, it, it's a very deeply Jesus-y thing to say, I think, mm-hmm. um, to say that, that the things that we do, the work that we do in our everyday lives and the people that we connect with, it makes a difference. And that's, you know, Royce, what I just heard you say and just really resonated, uh, with that notion. And I hope, you know, the work, the work that we're all doing collectively and the work that we're doing individually I mean, I hope that it does change the world, you know, I hope that it makes a difference in people's lives and, and gives them, you know, something to say, you know, I, it matters, you know, I matter, my work matters, my being matters, my dignity matters, wherever you come from. Right. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's all just so important to the work, um, that we kind of do collectively. There's this idea in Appalachia that, um, we have to, um, give up ourselves in order to be heard, listened to, valued. And I think part of the thing that excites me the most about justice and Jubilee is that it's recognizing that we have to code switch and inviting us not to, um, because yeah. it is outside of the box and we're tearing the box apart so that we can all share in it together. Not in a way that says like, you suck because you're inside the box, but a way that says like, 
this box has harmed people and, you know, let's imagine a new way um, and do it better. And that's, that's so much of what Appalachia needs. Um, we have people here who are hurt, disenfranchised, looked down upon, and to give us a space to do it ourselves for ourselves is the fucking real deal. Yup. Yup. Yep. I love that, Heather. <laughs> I love that. That's going to be our next t-shirt. Justice and Jubilee, the fucking real deal. <laughs> You're great. welcome. Pretty sure. Would you wear that shirt to Wild Goose, <laughs> Jenny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you. We're, we're kind of getting to the end of our time here. Um, I am so grateful for all of you um, for the work that we get to do together, both in Accidental Tomatoes and in Justice and Jubilee. I'm so excited for what's coming up in the next, you know, several months and year. Um, as far as the podcast goes, um, we're, we're working on lining up a pretty, what I think is a pretty exciting lineup of guests for season four. Um, no spoilers yet. I don't, I don't have, um, agreements in writing, so to speak. Um, but we've got a lot of cool people that have expressed an interest in being, you know, guests on the podcast in the next several months. And I think, you know, you all, the listeners out there, um, hopefully all all of this is going to continue to resonate and this community will continue to build and grow. Um, but I am so grateful to, to Brad and Jenny and Heather and Royce. Um, man, I, I'm, I can't imagine what my life would be without you all, even if we weren't doing this work together, but I'm especially grateful that we get to do this work together. Um, so thanks for, for being uh, a part of it. Any any last words for the good of the cause before we sign off on this episode? Come on, don't invite us. That that's like I know, right? <laughs> invitation to rabbit trails. No, you know how give, I am. Give a preach. Give a preacher a microphone oh and see what happens. No. <laughs> uh, well, as always, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. You can find everything we do, uh, blogs and podcasts and various links and curated content on our website, accidentaltomatoes.com. And we're looking forward to season number four. Uh, Thanks to all of you um, here on this call and this episode and out there uh, listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to these things. We're grateful for all of you and, um, and keep on growing outside the fences. And join us again for another brand new episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast.